He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. All right, folks, we are here. Good morning. So happy to be here with you on a Tuesday morning. So how does Texas sound to you, huh? How's that sounding after watching the news last night? Are you ready to become the Republic of Texas? Do you still trust the uh, federal government? Do you still, um, you know, what barely got any news yesterday? Well, it did get some until last night was the fact that the IRS is going to almost double in size. And um, that, to me, is just as scary, if not scarier, um, than what happened last night at uh, Mar-Lago. Um, yeah. Texas sounding real good, even though I'm not sure if we can even uh, if we can even trust what's going on in Texas. Where are we? My goodness, this is uh, strange times we're living in. We're all going to get through this together. Um, I hope you are coordinating and working with friends and neighbors and family um, that uh, you know who your community is. Who are the people you can count on? Who are the people you can trust? Who are the people? Uh, who are the people that can trust you? Are you trustworthy? It's time to clean house. It's uh, time to be ready for whatever's coming around the corner because none of us really know what that's looking like. Got some uh, stuff on the calendar for you right now. The uh, This week we have uh, the Fredericksburg Tea Party is going to be back at its uh, regular meeting time, and uh, it looks like we're going to have some... Uh, just with talking with people who have not attended meetings before, I think we're going to have some new uh, interest uh, showing up. I expect a full house uh, this Thursday night. It's at 6 o'clock at St. Joseph's Hall in Fredericksburg. Uh, that's when dinner is, and Rex will be uh, bringing us dinner. And uh, dinner is uh, uh, free unless uh, we accept a donation of $7.00 will help defray the expenses of the meal. And uh, so uh, food at 6 o'clock, dinner at 6.30, and we will, um, we've got a great lineup. Uh, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, is going to be our speaker Thursday night, and uh, he is an amazing voice uh, uh, to the Hispanic community and from the Hispanic community. Um, need to look him up, see if you can find some of his material. Uh, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Um, he's actually going to be here on the program with us on Thursday, and so we're looking forward to that. So Thursday we'll have a little preview of uh, what is um, of what this uh, George Rodriguez uh, Thursday night is going to look like. So if you like what you hear on the program Thursday morning, then make sure you get over to the Fredericksburg Tea Party meeting. If you want to know what's going on with the Fredericksburg Tea Party, we put an amazing, an amazing uh, weekly newsletter that Tori comes out with um, every uh, Monday. It is chucked full 
of uh, good information. Not only does it have the activities that are coming up, but it also has fairly regularly towards the uh, the bottom half of the newsletter are many links and uh, organizations that we put there every single week. And uh, one of them came in real handy a couple of weeks ago when a friend of ours came down with the Kung Flu um, and uh, wanted to know what the protocol was, how to get in touch with the frontline doctors. And uh, I was uh, scrambling for a minute or two to find my links to that, and then it dawned on me that it's in the weekly newsletter. And so I had all I had to do was send a note and say, hey, the Tea Party newsletter has that link in it every week to the frontline doctors. So that is great information for you. It comes out every Monday. If you want to get on the list for that, uh, go to fredericksburgteaparty.org and sign up, fredericksburgteaparty.org. Um, so this meeting this uh, Thursday night, looking forward to that. We got lots of books. I told you about that yesterday. I uh, worked up uh, all the price sheet last night and and uh, got it all ready to go. And we've got uh, folks that are willing to uh, work the uh, book table for me. So very excited about that. If you are interested in purchasing the Founder's Bible, we have uh, six copies that are going to be that we have available at a discounted price from the retail, and that's because we managed, I finally managed to make a deal with wall builders and uh, get their materials at a discount. And so we're going to be bringing more and more of David Barton's materials. If you like that, we're going to have uh, one of his latest books is going to be there. We have copies of that. And so anyway, lots of reasons to come. If you've never been to a Tea Party meeting, Fredericksburg Tea Party, Come early, meet some friends, greet folks. Uh, we're not all uh, we're not all tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorists, nor are we all uh, raiders of the uh, lost halls of uh, Washington D.C. We're a bunch of good people that are concerned about where the government is going, and we firmly believe in self governance, and uh, that's what we're all about. So come join us this Thursday night. Um, I think you will get a lot of it, and um, I think you'll get a lot out of it. Uh, one more thing on your calendar, and I just got notice of that this morning. Actually, I've got two things. I got notice of one this morning that uh, our good friend um, Beto is uh, going to be in Fredericksburg next week. Yes, you've heard it first right here. Beto is going to be um, in um Fredericksburg, I think next Wednesday I'll get you more details. You know he's a third-generation Irish-American, very, very wealthy third-generation Irish-American who for some bizarre name has a, uh, some bizarre reason has a Hispanic nickname. Uh, we've No one's ever quite figured that out. Um, in fact, I think not only is there a lot of Irish uh, in, his in his blood, I think there may even be a little bit of horse somewhere back there. You've seen uh, pictures of him. There's got to be a horse back there in the woodpile somewhere. So uh, anyway, if you want to see Beto and cheer him on his uh, run for the governor, we'll uh, keep you updated on that. This Friday, this Friday here in Kerrville, right in your backyard, I will be doing another session of Texas Legislature Online Training. 
and uh, you will need to bring your uh, laptop or tablet. You cannot do this on your phone. Um, <clears throat> we had someone at the last uh, the last training session sit down and uh, started working it on their phone, and I'm I'm trying to be nice, and and uh, I, I I don't care how good your eyes are or how big you think your phone is. This website is not navigable um, successfully on your phone. So bring your tablet, bring your laptop computer i'll bring lots of cords um it'd be great if you can make sure your laptop is already fully charged um but it's going to be at the dietert center and it starts at one o'clock um if you please do your best to go to capital.texas.gov and open an account at tlo at the website and i'm going to get kitty to send you out a little note of how to do that and um, because we need uh, that'll save us a half an hour of time if everybody walks in the class already to go and logged on to the website so um, that's on the calendar let me see a little bit of a Ben Franklin you know I was tempted to bring you uh, to to stray out of my uh, Ben uh, Franklin mode this morning because I saw a quote that um, we just might have to do a double header this morning. Here's my non-Ben Franklin quote this morning. This is from Frederick Douglass. A man's rights rests in three boxes. The ballot box, the jury box, and the cartridge box. So I am uh, just going to go away for uh, from Ben Franklin for this morning. Folks, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Right, we are back, and uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we have Pastor Greg. Uh, tomorrow, we have uh, George Rodriguez on the line with us, and on Friday, on Friday, we're going to have a lady from uh, Heritage Action uh, by the name of Warwick, and uh, her her uh, first name just slipped right out the back door of my brain. Um, and uh, but she's going to be on the air with us Friday. We're looking forward to that visit with Heritage Action on Friday. And uh, so, you know, I opened the show by saying, "Are you ready for Texas?" And I'm sitting here thinking more and more about that because I take a look around at Texas, and I'm thinking, "Where else can we go? Have we completely lost Texas?" Um, starting at the local level. Um, we've been experiencing the last uh, few years of non-responsiveness from the city council in Fredericksburg. We have uh, seen um, uh, school boards and shack committees being taken over by progressives and school boards not interested in really hearing from the parents. They just want you to go away. You know, those guys meet once a month. I know they have other duties. I know they have other duties, but that meeting's once a month. And they just don't want it to run too late. And so they, uh, you know, they're doing everything they can so they can get home on Monday nights. And, you know, football hadn't even started. I don't even get it. What's the big rush before and before uh, the NFL to get home on a Monday night? But anyway, these guys want to get home on a Monday night. And uh, so they don't want to hear from parents. They don't want to hear from concerned citizens. They tried a little trick a couple of months ago, and this has actually been tried in I think it was tried in Kerrville. It's been tried in several places, but it gets shot down pretty quick, and that is 
they're saying, well, we're going to put the, uh, the, the comments, the public comments at the end of the meeting. That way we can make you all wait. Well, that's very clearly a violation of Open, uh, open uh, Meetings Act. You have to either take testimony on items that are on the agenda either before the agenda is brought up or during the agenda item. You cannot take a public comment after an agenda item has already been dealt with. So that one, even though that got tried, and it's very interesting, I found out last night that every person to an elected office that has a meeting in Texas, almost, almost every single one, in fact, the, the, the exceptions are so small that uh, it, I, I don't, it's not even worth listing them. Might as well just say all open meetings, all meetings elected or appointed officials in the state of Texas, there's a set of open meetings laws and i found out last night that within 90 days of being sworn in or assuming the office or the duties of the office taking up the duties of the office um that within 90 days you have to take a course on the texas open meetings act and you have to get a certification in that i'm not sure if that course which is online i stumbled across it last night so all it meant was they had to sit in front of their computer and hit play there is no mechanism by which they are forced to sit and watch that video so i imagine you could just hit play and uh, go back to um you know uh, underwater bb stacking uh, uh online course that you've been taking um and then you get a little certificate I'm I'm realizing more and more that these guys, at first I thought maybe it was ignorance of the law. At this point in time, I'm thinking it's not even ignorance anymore. Um, it's a, a straight, pure manipulation. The Fredericksburg uh, Independent School District School Board met last night, and uh, we had been, a number of parents had been trying to get onto the agenda a discussion of this uh, health book that's going to go into our middle school that um, uh, it well, it uses the term birthing person. Um, it uses um, it says the life cycle of a human being begins at birth. All right, this is in a uh, health book, uh, Goodhart Wilcox uh, health textbook going into the middle school. So we've been trying to get this book on the agenda. They won't put it on the agenda. And so we used a little-known law uh, from the Open Meetings Act last night. In fact, it's so very little-known that our uh, school board decided to ignore it last night. But the law is that you're only allowed, during public comment period, you're only allowed to speak on things that are on the agenda. Unless, and the, the wording is kind of strange, it's actually in two sections, but if you put them together, it makes sense. The second section says you can bring up something that is not on the agenda, but the only thing you can do is bring it up and ask for it to be placed on the next agenda. So you're allowed to do that. And so the uh, Fredericksburg Independent School District, now um, in all of their different forms of manipulation in order to keep parents and citizens out, um, a couple of meetings ago they decided if you wanted to testify at the meeting, you had to... Um, get your request to testify in by 3.30. Listen, th this, this testifying in front of committee is not a privilege. It is not a privilege. You, you have a right to do that. You have a law that protects your right to do that. 
the organization, the board, whether it's a school board or county commissioners, they have the absolute right to uh, decide how long you get to speak. They have the right to um, place you either before the meeting or during the uh, topic that is being that you want to speak on. Um, they can tell you to limit it to two minutes or three minutes, depending on how many people show up. But uh, every attempt has been made to keep us away, and part of that has been, well, if you want to speak, you got to get signed up by 3.30. Yeah, that's right, by 3.30. Now, I've testified in a bunch of committees across the state. I've never testified at a federal level, but I would love to and looking forward to it someday. Um, but... Um, so we uh, so last night we a bunch of us attempted to um, sign in. We all signed in by three thirty. Before three thirty, we got all our stuff mailed in, saying, "Listen, all we want to do is just have one sentence. We want to ask during the public testimony part. We want to ask you to consider for the next meeting the Goodhart Wilcox textbook." And uh, we were told, uh, "Nah, you can't testify." They just don't want you there. They don't want parents there. They don't want the public involved. What are you going to do about it? Y'all stay tuned. All right, there we go, folks. We are back and uh, waiting for Pastor Greg. We'll have him come in here, join us in a minute. Um, one of the uh, today our topic's going to be from Waco to Mar Lago. Am I saying that right? Mar El Mara Mara Lago. What does that mean? Lake Ocean Lake or something like that? Mara Lago. Um, so there we go. Uh, no, we know. L L L yeah, that word is Lake Lago. Um, so that's the topic today, and I think we have Pastor Greg right here. Pastor Greg, we are live on the air. Okay, I love it. So, I'm 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 going to be right here with you. All right, we were just I just said the topic today is going to be uh, from Waco to Mara Maralago, and I was just wondering what uh, Maralago stands for. I'm pretty sure Lago is lake. Um, so there you go. So get us started, Pastor Greg. Welcome. Hey, it's great to be here with you guys. Uh, welcome to the Hill Country and welcome to the Chuck Generation Radio Show. Great to be on board with everybody. Well, my, my, my. So my, my, my premise today is, is that we start with, really, we start with Ruby Ridge. Okay. And, and we start with, with what happened and how they framed the whole conversation about what's called sovereign citizenship. Mm -hmm. Because, see, they, they, they had to change the idea of, of what is a sovereign citizen. They had to start making people think that, that sovereign citizenship, oh, oh, that's, oh those, are, those are bad. You're bad. If you're, right. if you're a sovereign citizen, then you're, then you're part of some wacky, you know, bad alternative thought process. Mm -hmm. Well, why, why, do they, why would they do that? I'll tell you. The reason why they would do that, Matt, is, is because they don't want you to understand that we, the people, are the ones that are in charge of the government. 
just doesn't look see, like when, that anymore. We, Go ahead. No. No. See, when, 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 when we start saying things like, well, you know, the government is sovereign, right? When right. we say things like, like, you know, the sovereignty belongs to the United States of America and the government and, and, and all of its branches, that that's the sovereign, okay? Well, what does sovereign mean? Sovereign means ruler. Ruler, that's right. Sovereign means king. Okay? So if we say that they're the sovereigns, then what, then what position does that put us in? Yeah, exactly. That puts us subservient to the sovereign. Uh, to the sovereign. Exactly. That makes us the servants. Well, th- so, so see, when people start suggesting that we the people are the sovereigns, well, that makes that makes the monarchy nervous. Think about it. Oh, absolutely. The federal government determined 50 years ago that they had become the monarchy. Without while while, while we were asleep, the federal government became kings again. Mm-hmm. And we became the subservience to the kings. You know, how else? How else do you? How else do you get us to shut our churches, shut our businesses, put on our masks, and 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 take a shot in our arm that they know is going to screw us up and likely can kill us? How else do you do that? You know, it, it can be done by the point of a gun. That's one way to do it, or by the threat of a point of a gun. And um, I think that's where most of us behaved in fear over the last couple of years, thinking that somehow this was going to become a, somehow they were going to bring arms to your office and force you to put a shot in your arm, when in fact they manipulated in so many ways they didn't even have to use their arms. Um Pastor Greg, tell us a little bit, sovereign citizenship, tell us a little bit. Some people say that that's really not a good thing. I understand the philosophy of being sovereign, of being the ruler of your own body. Um, Does that mean we just get to decide that we're no longer going to abide by the rules of uh, the country or the government we're living in? In fact, quite to the contrary. Quite to the contrary. Sovereign citizens, uh, the idea of sovereign citizenship is the embrace of the actual letter of the law as it relates to our founders' writings of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And you and I have talked a little bit about this before uh, when, when we talked about the Ninth and Tenth Amendment. A lot of people assume, for example, the argument of states' rights. Which, which is a great thing, except the states don't have any rights. Mm. The states have powers. Yep. The states have powers. Powers that, that can supersede the federal government if the federal government is overstepping its bounds. Like, for example, in Florida, right? You know, you've got a situation where Ron DeSantis, where they're considering putting forward a bill that is essentially going to disassemble themselves from the Department of Justice and say, look, unless you come into our state and act in accordance with our Constitution, we won't 
we're, we're going to arrest you. There's a sheriff up in uh, uh, Wakita. I, I, it's, a, it's a funny name. But anyway, his name is Bob Song, Sheriff Bob Song. And he has put out a message to his county and said, look, if the ATF shows up at your door and wants to see your weapons or tries to take your guns, you tell them to leave your property. Mm -hmm. And if they won't leave, you call me and I'll come and I'll arrest them. And I'm going to throw them in jail because they're not welcome here. Do you, do you think our uh, our sheriffs here in the hill country would uh, would take that same stand? What are your What are your feelings about all our sheriffs in the hill country? I I don't know for certain. I I know that in the past we have had sheriffs here in Bandera that I think would would have taken that position. I don't know if the current sheriff that's here in Bandera is a constitutional sheriff. I know that in Kerr County that you guys have had issues with uh, with with your sheriff in the past. Is it still the same guy? We have a new sheriff, uh, Latha, Sheriff Latha in, uh, in Kerr County. Okay. Well, now, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you guys kind of vet him on that kind of stuff before before he before he got into office? Yeah, we did, as a matter of fact, and uh, I supported Sheriff Letha, and I think he's uh, so far has uh, performed well. And uh, so maybe uh, maybe we have some faith in Kerr County, um, but the uh, yeah. the the fact of the matter is that even our law enforcement officers these days, the education on on constitutional and uh, hu and natural rights is so low that I think there's even a misunderstanding. We have so many years we've gotten away from this concept. Now trying to return it, we have a lot of uh, low information law enforcement officers out there. Not all of them, but there's there's some of them and don't understand quite what their role is. Well, and, and again, you know, going back to the, so the Ninth and Tenth Amendment re reserve the rights to the people. And that goes back to what, excuse me, to what the sovereignty is about. Sovereignty is about us retaining our rights. And that is that is every bit what the first, what the Bill of Rights is about. It's about the rights retained by the people that the government is not allowed to infringe upon, period. And what sovereign citizenship declares is, I am going to own my rights. And I'm not going to bow a knee to you. I'm not going to, I'm not, I am the sovereign and you need to bow a knee to me. Now, now again, that doesn't mean, um, you know, I'm going to go around breaking laws. In right. fact, again, quite to the contrary, because most people who, who adhere to the idea of sovereign citizenship are also very moral, virtuous, God fearing people. Because who is it then that they understand gives them those rights? They know that God it's gives God. them those rights. That's right. Exactly. And so what are they going to do? They're going to follow God's word. Yep. They're going to follow the law. They're going to follow God's commandments and God's word. Well, what, what better citizen could you possibly have 
than someone who adheres, truly adheres, to biblical values. Mm, absolutely. Pastor Greg, I, this morning I uh, usually always end my first quarter with a Franklin quote, and this morning for the first time in over three years I ended it with a uh, Frederick Douglass quote, a man's rights rests in three boxes, the ballot box, the jury box, and the cartridge box. Seems like uh, two out of three almost are shot out of the window about right now. I, I, I completely agree. And, and that's the thing I think overall that we need to take. What happened in Mar-a-Lago needs to not be about Donald Trump. What happened in Mar-a-Lago needs to be about the citizens of the United States of America. It needs to be about we the people. We the people have been violated. I am hopeful that the Mar-a-Lago situation will raise the, the bar of awareness as to what happened on January 6th, the buildup that's taken place. Ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you right now, Merrick Garland, Christopher Ray. The FBI have just said that 40% of the American population are being watched and, and you are not safe mm. with this government. You're not safe. You're not safe. You're not safe in your home. You're not safe in your personal possessions. You are not safe. That's what they just sent a message to let you know. And on top of that, doubled the number of IRS agents that uh, currently are working. Dub almost doubled the IRS. That's mind blowing. Who do you th who do you think they're going to use that IRS for? It ain't, it oh, they're ain't, coming again. It ain't going to be forty percent. It's not, not going to be Hunter Biden. <laughs> it, it won't be Hunter Biden. It won't be Nancy Pelosi. It won't be Chuck Schumer. It won't be uh, AOC. It won't be any members of the squad. They're coming after you and me. They're coming after us. That's that's what these what these individuals are about. Look, at the end of the day, the bottom line here is, and I hate to say this, but the truth of the matter is, I believe they want blood in the streets and they want a civil war. Don't give it to them. Don't give it to them. We need to be in prayer. This is a this is a full on satanic evil attack, Matt. Absolutely, that's what this is. Absolutely. All right, Pastor Greg. No question. It's uh, been a great you, visit with her with you. We appreciate it, and uh, as always, really enjoying our uh, Tuesdays. I apologize for not making the Monday night phone call last night. I got caught up in all kinds of places. So uh, we were shooting in the dark this morning. Thank you, Pastor Greg. Absolutely. God bless you. God bless the Hill Country. And God bless Texas. Mm. All right. We are back. Um, you're listening to the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriot. Every Tuesday we have Pastor Greg on the program and uh, enjoy uh, cross-contaminating both of our programs. Um, and uh, so I enjoy Tuesdays. Uh, the, the, you're listening to my voice in the Hill Country most of the time. On Tuesdays, we got people from Portland, Oregon, to Portland, Maine, to Portland, Texas. 
listening in uh, for those uh, uh, 14 minutes uh, on Tuesday mornings, and I just really like that. So we're back to uh, back to schools, going to go up a level. Um, if you're not engaged at your local school board, folks, you're not a book banner, you're a hero. That was an article that came out in Fox uh, on uh, one of the Fox. Someone sent this to me. My wife sent this to me this morning. An article that says uh, parents fighting schools to protect their kids are heroes, not book banners. Well, you got another opportunity to be a hero if you want to. The uh, social studies books, uh, the new proposed social study books, and the new TEKS standards um, are getting ready to come out. They're working on those. They are not done if you want to get in touch with your representative on the State Board of Education, you can do that. If you even knew you had a representative on the State Board of Education or you don't even know what the State Board of Education is, well, they're the guys who decide eventually um, they have a big say in what's going to be taught to your kids, especially the TEKS. Your local school, um, your local school can make a lot of decision on which books to use, uh, which programs to purchase and follow, um, but the TEKS standards, they don't have anything uh, to do with setting those, and that is done by the State Board of Education, which always has a handful of really good liberals on it, <clears throat> as if there were such a thing. Um, but here's uh, some of the examples of the proposed TEKS for K through second K2, K through 2. So I'm going to go over some of these things, and I want you to think uh, K through the second grade. So we're talking five to eight-year-olds, I think, here, more or less. Um, here's one of the TEKS um, uh, for uh, five to eight-year-olds. Identify reasons why people came to the Americas. Well, that's okay. And, and what? And took land to form colonies. Yep, that's, uh, that's what they want to get planted in your kids before they're old enough to even, while they're still thinking that they, if they tie a big towel around their neck, they can fly like a superhero. And uh, we're going to inject into their brain this idea that the land was taken to form colonies. The next one. Um, explain how Rosa Parks, Susan B. Anthony, Dolores Huerta, and Cesar Chavez advocated for positive change. Every time I see Cesar Chavez and Cesar Chavez Boulevard and I hear his name being mentioned, that guy hated illegal aliens with a passion. Even taking his union people to the border, he had bigger cojones than most of us, he took his people to the border to help stop the invasions of illegals that were messing up his his uh, his his pickers, his uh, fruit pickers, and his uh, uh, agricultural laborers, and the Democrats want to study this hater, this bigoted, racist man who hated people who were not U.S. citizens. I mean, he it was, and and oh, here they are. That's how stupid. I'm sorry. That's how stupid these guys are. They grab onto this guy. Cesar Chavez, you know, first of all, he's got that name, that Hispanic name, and if Martin Luther King Jr. can have a boulevard, 
we got to sure as heck have a Cesar Chavez border uh, uh, street, you know, named uh, for Cesar Chavez, one of the biggest racists. Uh, Hispan- I don't even know where, I don't even know his heritage. I would say that Cesar is like Italian or Roman, and Chavez has got to be something out of, uh, you know, Spain or somewhere. Um, so, yeah, that, that one blows my mind. Here's the next one uh, in this article. Communicate an understanding that world leaders cooperate through world organizations. Doesn't that sound great? What they're doing is they're planting the seed of working within the world. And at first you might say, well, what's wrong with that? We all have to work in the world. But you know where this is going to. They plant this seed in the six, five-year-old, six-year-old mind. And then when they get up to nine and ten years old, they say, now we've been talking about cooperating with other nations what we really need to do is just have one big, one government, one world government. That's what they're working through. Um, the um, uh, Let's see. Oh, here's a good one. Identify where Hinduism and Buddhism originated and describe modern celebrations connected to each religion. Well, that's what our middle school, our K through second grade kids need to learn here in the Hill Country. Are you concerned that your seven-year-old doesn't have enough knowledge about Hinduism or Buddhism? Are you concerned about that? Well, don't be worried no more. The state of Texas is going to make sure that your five-year-old knows where Hindus and Buddhas, Buddhism comes in, and uh, there you go. Oh, notably, the, um, <clears throat> the amount of time spent on Hinduism and Buddhism is much more than the amount of time spent on Christianity, Judaism, as well as Islam. Wow. Here's the other one that's a mind-blower. Defined migration and explain how some migrants are voluntary and some are forced. A forced migrant. A forced migrant. We're, okay, we're either talking kidnapping or maybe slavery? Why don't we use the word? A forced migration? You know, this uh, came up um, This came up from nobody on the SBOE. When I heard this term mentioned a couple of weeks ago, they said they want to replace the word slavery with uh, forced migration. And at first I thought, well, that's got to be some slave owner, lo- slave owner lovers out there uh, that want to make it sound easier. And then I found out, no, it was a bunch of liberals. I don't understand what is going on. All right. And so this is the State Board of Education is, um, is, is out of control every Every portion of our government right now, does it feel like it's out of control to you? You know, I opened up by talking about Texit, and yet I'm not even sure at this point in time how much faith I have left in Texas. Our Republican leadership does not lead like Republicans. Greg Abbott is now following not only Florida but Arizona. All right? We've got Utah that has decided, the state of Utah has said that these books, the books that are in the Fredericksburg Middle School, in the Kerrville High School Library, in the Kerrville Middle School Libraries, the state of Utah has looked at these books and said, this material has no use in an elementary 
or a middle school or a high school. In fact, the state of Utah flat out came out and said these books are uh, pornography. They can only be sold or distributed to someone 18 or above. We've still, you know, we had a list of 28 books submitted to the Fredericksburg Independent School District months ago. And uh, they just, uh, they just, they went over that list and they said, you know, it's, we're going to, oh my goodness, we're going to take a look at it. In fact, when uh, the superintendent looked at them, he, he did the right thing. There were three books immediately that got pulled, and then there were 25 books. If, I, my, if my numbers aren't exactly on the number, they're plus or minus or couple, all right? Um, and so, and then the 25 went on to a review committee, and uh, that review committee just decided that all of those books were pretty much fine and dandy, and they took out one or two. The rest are going to go back into your school libraries. This, this is not acceptable in the Hill Country. They do not fear you. They do not fear us. There's not enough of us to make them worry or be concerned. <clears throat> I heard someone recently in a, in a workshop I went to that said that the only way to get the government to respond to you is if they fear you. And what did they mean by that? They didn't mean that, you know, you're holding them at gunpoint. What they meant was... Are you able to replace them? If they feel like you're able to replace them, they will behave more in a manner, um, more in an appropriate manner. But if they're not afraid, they're going to do what the, the Fredericksburg School District School Board has been doing. They're going to try every trick in the book because they really do not believe that we can replace them. They just don't. They think that at the next election, everything's going to be fine and dandy. And uh, I wish I could say how wrong they were, but they aren't. I watch it over and over. Come on here. We talk about this over and over. We bring you really good candidates. When it's time to pick a representative in the uh, primaries, we bring you really good candidates, good God-fearing men and women who understand the Constitution, who believe in your natural rights and your God-given rights, and yet eh, it doesn't happen. We still get the same old people. Got a bunch of guys, good people, spending a whole lot of money because there's not enough of us. Well, the truth is there's plenty of us. There's plenty of us. It's just that uh, the majority of us are uh, just not getting up and doing anything about it. So we're going to go ahead and remain the silent majority while our rights and our livelihoods get trampled by the handful of a small handful of people. Um, I'm in Second Thessalonians 2 right now, and I wasn't even sure where to start. Um, let's see. We'll start in verse 8. Um, ah, verse 7, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Then that lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. That is, the one whose coming is in accord with the activity of Satan, with all power and the signs of false wonders, and with all the deception of wickedness. Things are Lies will become truths. Folks, we're in a mess. Pray for our country. 
And stay tuned for Lorraine because I'm fairly certain she can fix it all if we would just listen to her. We'll see y'all manana.